Today on From A to Ziggy, Atomica. Welcome to From A to Ziggy. This is the internet's only podcast where we're listening to every David Bowie song in alphabetical order from A to Ziggy. My name is Thomas. I am Travis. And today we're talking about Atomica. This is a kind of a B-side extra track from the Next Day Extra EP uh, that came out a few months after the next day, 2013. Um, how much can we really... What can't we say about Atomica? That it is overly complex. Yes. <laughs> it is a David Bowie pop song about being David Bowie. About being a rock god. About being a right. rock god. Um, getting out, rocking the shows. Let's get Atomica. Let's get this show on the road. Um, this has been From A to Ziggy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's... Um, I don't know. This is... It's a, it's a pretty basic, like, grinding, heavy rock song. It's got um, kind of like a, like a dancey beat to it. Very yeah. Driving guitars. Yeah, yeah. Lots of... It's just like a kind of four on the floor... It kind of reminds me of um, one of the Nine Inch Nails songs from With Teeth, actually, now, th- now that I think of it. What's the one with the drums? Only, I think, is what the one I'm thinking of. Like, just that really upfront drum sound. Yeah, it did kind of have a... Like, he still had some lingering effects of working with Trent Reznor, even though it was, like, 16 years or so after that. Yeah. Well, With Teeth is Nine Inch Nails' comeback album, just, like, getting back into the swing of things. And maybe this is sort of David Bowie's equivalent. Uh, coming back the next day was kind of revisited the kinds of sounds that Bowie had done in the past. It's sort of uh, reality redux. So it's funny. So this song, there are some parts in it where I feel like if it was anyone other than David Bowie saying some of these phrases, it would just feel so corny. Like if the Rolling Stones put out a new album in 2013 and Mick Jagger was saying, let's get this show on the road. Let's get, let's get Atomica. Let's rock till we explode. You'd be like, shut up, Mick. You're like almost 70. Calm down. Play Satisfaction like everyone wants. Yeah, I still find it. But it just makes it just, just cool enough. No, no, not for me. Just cool. Like it's less cringeworthy than like if Mick Jagger was to come out with something like that. I disagree. I think it still sounds really corny and, and subpar for Bowie. Like, let's get this show on the road. That's like probably the worst line in any Bowie yeah. song ever. It's um, it's hard to do a song about playing in a band that doesn't sound cheesy. Like sometimes it works, but most of the time you're just it's yeah, you get lines like that. It well is that what this song is cheap. about? Is it about That's the impression I got. Is it it's not like literally it was... about being a rock god? I feel like it is literally just David Bowie writing about what it was like being David Bowie. It's not something symbolic, like, uh, I'm just so amazing and egotistical that uh, I'm a god, and it's like being a rock star, which is, you know, something he can relate to, but also commit to symbolism. Oh, if only. For the rest of us. If only. It's just literally about, I mean, yeah, let's get, I can't even read this without feeling stupid. (laughs) Let's let's get this show on the road, let's get a Tomka, let's rock till we explode. Yeah. And actually, so the first time I, I queued this song up, 
I thought maybe I had clicked on someone else's song that was also called Atomica. Yeah, it reminds me of U2. It's like, you know, one of those really Yeah, U2 maybe songs. that would have been a way, that's way more apt than the Rolling Stones. Like What's this, because this does sound like something that U2 would put out now and What's you'd be one? like, shut up, Bono. Exactly. What's the one that came out with the black and red iPod? Oh, you know? um, how to dismantle an atomic bomb. There you go. Yeah. That's why it's reminding me of you too. Yeah. My sister and my mom were both really into you two around at the same time. Like when that album came out like that and the one that came out right before it, they were super into, which meant I listened to it by extension because I was around them. Is that um, the one with disco pop? Was that what it was No, called? that's, um, pop is the album. Disco tech is the song. Disco which tech from pop. I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm going to admit, I do kind of like disco tech. It's so corny. And people who love you too loathe discotheque so much that it kind of makes me love it even more. Like I kind of like when it came out, I was in eighth grade and I just thought it was kind of a dumb, fun song at the time. I was like, all right, this is kind of, this is cool. And then as I got older, I learned like people who were into you too were really pissed off about that song and about that album. Yeah. Um, you can't even get it on Spotify because I was making this nineties playlist on spotify and i wanted to put discotech on there could not get it do they have other u2 on spotify oh, they have pretty much all the u2 i mean let's i mean u2 will inject their music into your phone if you don't want it so right. if yeah. there's anywhere to get u2 music you can definitely get it which is why it's surprising that there's any u2 that you can't get yeah could not is it just that song or is it the whole album have they disowned I think the album was on there because that same playlist, because I'm not even really that into the song, but I'm kind of a completist when it comes to making playlists. So I put on this playlist on Spotify, a song from that same album called Staring at the Sun, which is a way more popular YouTube song. And I put that on there, even though I was like not crazy about it. I was like, all right, if I'm going to have Disco Tech on there, it was on the radio a lot at the same time. So right. screw it. Got to do it. Um, and now I don't remember where I was going with that. Um, most tangents tend to go. Yeah, you two. Oh, so yeah, this kind of sounded like something from that era. Yeah, but like Bowie is just cool enough. Like he's cooler than Bono, so you can. St it still sounds like hearing your dad say it, but it's like if your dad was David Bowie, <laughs> and you're like, okay, that's silly, but you're you're cool enough that it's not mortifying. I'll I'll agree with with the part of that the part of what you said that includes David Bowie being cooler than Bono. <laughs> I yeah this, I I don't think I can listen to this song much more than than I did for this episode. I did kind of enjoy some. Like, there was an unofficial video posted on YouTube that was just like a really? lot of old concert footage of Bowie that made it seem like the song was better because it was like stuff from you know his whole career. I can see how. I mean, sometimes when you have visuals to go along with the song, it kind of distracts you from. Yeah, it's like, all right, yeah, let, let's get this show on the road. Yeah. Yeah. But right. then I was, I was listening to it again on the way here. I was like, yeah, the song's not really as fun without the concert footage. Yeah, when you just have your real life um, around you. Yeah. It's not as exciting. But here, I'll, I will say one thing that I like about this song. This includes more of Bowie's sort of rushing a whole bunch of syllables into a line. Uh, at the ends of the yeah, verses. Yeah, I did appreciate that. It was it was sort of like African Night Flight, where it was like yeah. kind of half rapping. Yeah, yeah. It just it goes it goes right out of the meter. Um, yeah, and then sort of goes back in and out of it until uh, until it, and it's over almost as quickly as it started. Uh, which I so I do like that, and he does that a lot in a lot of his songs. I'm finding out more and more as I listen more closely. Yeah. Anything else to say about Atomica? I read a little piece on um, 
Genius.com. Somebody suggested that maybe it's named after the Salvador Dali painting called uh, Leda Atomica. It's supposedly Dali's commentary on the atomic age, the atom bomb, and the unconnectedness of nature, like at the sub-microscopic scale, how there's just space in between everything. And so nothing in this picture... The picture is, is her and a swan and an egg and some things on the floor and a mathematic geometric tool. All float, everything is floating in air and her pedestal is floating off the floor and she's floating above it and so nothing is touching. And it's called Leda Atomica and that's as far as this connection goes. I feel like I need to debunk that. Okay. I mean, if, if he's talking in this song, it's all about touring and playing live music, which... Side note, it's kind of weird that that's the kind of song that he would write for an album that he put out 10 years after he had stopped doing live music. I think that's a little interesting, hmm. um, which makes this song slightly more noteworthy. If this song had come out when he was still touring, it would make me roll my eyes a lot harder. Like as an opening number? I guess, like, yeah. But just just, just even road. making this song exist while you're still out there as an active touring musician would be like, ah... So doing it like 10 years later is interesting because it feels more like like reminiscent, like he's kind of longing for those days, which gives it at least one kind of extra layer. But if he's talking about going out on tour and playing shows and getting the show on the road and let's rock Atomica, that's more of a feeling of like wanting to bring a bunch of people together and not so much having them float off in space, but cramming a bunch of people into a space that's not meant for as many people as are actually there. And, you know, it's about creating a connectivity and closeness yeah that's a good point but then i'll debunk your debunking okay and suggest maybe the whole thing is ironic bowie's known for his kind of cynical and dark sense of humor that is pretty dry and so uh maybe he's just commenting on how futile that whole thing is he being someone who now no longer tours talking about uh you know getting up in front of people and and rocking if that is in fact the case and i hope that sometime between now and the time the run of the show is over we find out that if that is in fact why he named that song this and he was being that next level brilliant i will raise my rating for this like at least five there's still time at least five value points i will go beyond the scale <laughs> if that's actually true because that would be freaking brilliant yeah and listener, feel free to chime in what you think the song is really saying. Is, is this Bowie earnestly embracing the togetherness, the unity, unifying nature of, um, of music and, and gathering and, and shared experience? Or is it something about isolation? And is it sort of a cynical, ironic take on that whole lifestyle from Bowie the Hermit? Send your thoughts to podcast at formatazigga.com or comment on the uh, website or the Facebook page. Oh, also, speaking of things that they can comment and weigh in on, on the Facebook page, yes. you just recently posted a poll on the Facebook page. That's right. We The poll is still running. Um, do you think this cat, and see the tweet for which cat, uh, looks like Jareth the Goblin King? Yes or no? Yeah, just go to our Facebook page and you'll see the picture. Go to the Twitter, you'll see our Twitter poll. Sorry to make it that complicated, but that's, that's no, the no. technology. There's I mean, tools that we have to work with. It doesn't take a lot of arm twisting to get people to go put their opinions on Twitter and Facebook. It's the easiest everywhere. thing to get human beings to do. Right. Yeah, no, you're, you got a point there. But yeah, we've got this cat. 
that you mentioned on As the World Falls Down. Yes. And so this is a cat that belongs to a friend of mine. Shortly before Christmas, we were hanging out at her house. Saw this cat walking around. It's like, holy crap, this cat looks just reminds me so much of the Goblin King from Labyrinth. So I took a picture, and I'm pretty sure my girlfriend and at least one other person in the room at the time were like, that doesn't look like Jareth the Goblin King. You're crazy. So... I did what we are doing now, and I put it on Facebook, and I was like, here, people, does this look like David Bowie in Labyrinth? And I don't want to influence... Mixed results. I don't want to influence the vote, no. any, so I'm going to hold, uh, hold my tongue until after the uh, poll ends. So go and vote on whether this cat looks like Jareth the Goblin King from Labyrinth. Um, oh, but back to Atomica. It, it is, it's very... Hokey, corny, cliche, but then Bowie has been known to, he's been quoted saying, I love a good cliche. He said this in reference, I think, to uh, the home uh, that just went up for rental. You can now rent Bowie's former home on the Isle of Mystique, the uh, exclusive Caribbean island getaway, his home Mandalay that he had built based on Javanese and Balinese architecture. You can now rent that place for what I think it was forty thousand dollars a week. For the Which one, honestly is a little bit less than I thought it would be. A one week minimum stay, um, for more than it costs to actually travel to Bali and see the genuine article. You can visit uh, Mandalay from the comfort of your own hemisphere, if you're a U.S. Bowie fan. Yeah, but like if you think about it, if you get like 35,000 people to go with you, it's not that bad. You can get the cost down. <laughs> um, anything else to say about Atomica? No, and you know what, and the funny thing is, is like, I mean, this album came out, what, March of 2013? And yeah. this was part of the batch of songs that didn't come out until October of 2013. And even though this song didn't make it on the album, when all was said and done, David Bowie's like, I need to get Atomica to the ears of the masses. Yeah, there's so, apparently there are so many songs that have not still not made the cut that haven't been released yeah um yeah and this one comes out it's a mystery shall we get on to how much of a mystery it is shall we quantify the mysterious nature of the release of this song yeah let's see what's a good metric uh spools of purple tool rolls of purple tool how is tool delivered <laughs> you get the raw material by the ream? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> that just sounds dirty. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give it one ream of tool. I'll give it I'll give it two reams of tool because I can see this becoming a guilty pleasure and I'm willing to bump this up to seven reams of tool if David Bowie is really being that much of a smart ass. This is getting more and more disgusting the more you talk. <laughs> All right, one, one and two. Um, one and two in theoretical seven. And yeah, again, listener, please. Someone's got inside information. Is this, is this thing for real or not? What <laughs> is up with this song? What is up with this song? And before we uh, give the information to people of how to get to us, this is exciting because this is our final A show. Thanks, technology. What should we do? <laughs> should we celebrate? What do we do? Yes. Oh. oh, look at that. Cheers to the final oh, episode. <laughs> wait, wait. Hang oh, on. Oh, my. I got to get a mop. Oh, my. <laughs> okay. Last <laughs> bottle. Cool it. Cool it there. Oh, cool. man. Um, oh, man. It's turning into a Dr. Dre video in here. Um, 
the season finale. All right. There's only going to be like a couple. This isn't like Breaking Bad where you're going to have to wait for months and months and months for the resolution of what happens at the end of the finale. You're going to have to wait like two days. Yeah, right. We, uh, so this is the last A song. Because all the songs that start with just the, le- the word A have been changed. Yeah. We're doing it in library order. Which is good. Take the A and, and put it at the end. Yeah. A thing that drives me crazy sometimes with Spotify and some other music services is they categorize all the the bands into the T's. That drives me insane. Yeah, I was glad when iTunes finally got smart enough to ignore the the. Yeah. It's, it's but not ignore the the. <laughs> <laughs> Who can ignore the the? <laughs> so uh, the A's were were good. It was a it was a growing process. Oh yeah, yeah. Should we like reflect on our progress so far? Sure. Um, yeah, so what were some highlights? Some what were some highlights? lowlights for you, Travis? Highlight for me so far was all the Mad Men. That's a song I just love now. I wasn't as familiar with it before, but it's just so heavy and so many twists and turns. And there was a lot to discuss about that song. The lyrics are crazy. It's that, That'll always stand out as a, as a highlight from the A's. Did you have a particular favorite episode, favorite song so far we've discussed? I felt like we got into some good discussion with Andy Warhol. Yeah. And I completely mispronounced his name the entire time. Which is great. That was, that's that's a, <laughs> uh, an accidental Bowie reference right there. <laughs> right. Uh, I really enjoyed And I Say to Myself. I liked, I liked the uh, kind of mathematical analysis that we did on uh, And I Say to Myself. Yeah. And I enjoyed talking about Ashes to Ashes and Amalapur, two of my favorite songs. But yeah, I think, I think we really went into some good depth with Andy Warhol. And um, I felt like we talked good about, I felt real smart after um, All the Young Dudes and um, Amsterdam. I liked picking out and calling out the misogyny. <laughs> Those were... Oh, casual sexism. Yeah. 60s and 70s, you were a different time. And yeah, I'm looking forward to doing more of those and more other things yeah because we are just hitting our stride now bring on the bees bring on the bees not like the wicker man but uh <laughs> we do we want the bees yes bring on the bees or the hounds or the hounds with bees in their mouth and they bark they shoot bees at you <laughs> simpsons fans um so next episode we're gonna kick off the bees we're gonna talk about ball we're gonna have a ball we're gonna have a ball until then you can follow us on facebook Facebook.com slash from A to Ziggy. Twitter at from A to Ziggy. Uh, from A to Ziggy.com. You can leave a comment on the episode page. Tell us what you thought of Atomica. And again, give us your your thoughts, whether this thing is like for real or not. What is what is the song all about? Uh, email us at uh, podcast at from A to Ziggy.com if you have a longer form uh, rant or rave you want to share with us. Wednesday's episode is going to be the hymn of ball. Or balls him. Balls yeah. him. Balls him. Balls him. Join us then. Until then, I'm Thomas. And I'm Travis. Dash is Ash is funky. funky. Think how much you changed. All the money in the world couldn't buy back those days. You pull back your hands and the sun burns into your eyes. You watch a plane flying across a blue sky.
Speaking of you too, did you ever hear that Negative Land song that uh, is a cover of Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For? No. Um, check it out sometime. All right.